Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. So much going on in the tennis world right now. Obviously, professionally, the Western and Southern Open on our minds, all of this preparation and lead up to the year's final Grand Slam. But outside of the professional world, there's been a ton of action going on elsewhere. I was fortunate enough earlier in the week to get the chance to bring on our 18th champion from San Diego. We're going to try and talk to all of our champions and finalists from the premier junior events of the American calendar, the USDA Boys and Girls 16th and 18th Nationals. Joining me today, he is a rising sophomore where he was an all-pack 12 honoree playing three singles for this year's UCLA Bruins, a finalist in both both singles and doubles at this past week's USTA Boys 18th National Championships in Kalamazoo. Govan Nanda, welcome to the Cracked Interviews podcast. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, a uh, huge pleasure for us to have you here. I should say, how are you feeling uh, after that you know, long week of success? Uh, I feel pretty tired, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> uh, it was a really, really fun week, but really mentally and physically draining week. For you going into this event uh, as a someone who had played a year of college tennis under your belt, did you feel as though you had physically maybe an advantage? Uh, I did uh, at first, but uh, I ended up going three sets pretty early on, and then after that, <laughs> over and over again. So, I mean, uh, I think the advantage kind of wore off. Well, near it's, the end of the week. And I want to talk about your week of success, all the things that go into it. But I just want to, I, I guess, key on this for a second because it's interesting. You being a UCLA Bruin, I believe former UCLA Bruin Dennis Novikov did the same thing where he played his freshman year at UCLA, went back, played Kalamazoo. I'm curious, was playing Kalamazoo something you always had in your you know, plans? Yeah, yeah, it was 100%. Yeah, that was definitely one of the tournaments I was going to play. And why is that? Just out of is it just because of the wild card? Yeah, I mean it's just such a big opportunity. I mean you're playing against guys who are 18 and under, and you're playing for a chance to play in the main draw of the men's U.S. Open. So I think it's a great opportunity for anyone. You know. And do you amp up the training in the weeks before? You know, you treat it like any major event. I mean, I try to just treat it the same, just to make sure no extra pressure gets to me. You know, not not trying to treat it any more any differently than any other week. Yeah, of course. But for you, what what ends up leading to you and Brandon, who's obviously a Virginia Cavalier rival, uh, partnering up for doubles? I mean, uh, I just I just didn't have a. I mean, I kind of was supposed to play with Tyler Zink, but he ended up playing with Elliot, so I kind of was left in the dark. And then I I asked Brandon, and he didn't have a partner either, so we just kind of linked up. So a little best of both worlds. Of course, you guys link up, and what you ended up as the number one seeds. Uh, no, we were actually the number three seeds. Oh, me and Brandon. a little yeah. slighted at the beginning, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess for you, you know, you mentioned uh, losing that fitness advantage, but you go into that, you you know, you face, I think, was it three set matches starting in maybe it was the the third round and then, or for you, your third match, the fourth round, then in the fifth round, quarterfinals, semifinals, three yeah. set matches in all of those. I guess... Let's start here. Going from playing a season of no ad to playing this tournament full ad scoring best of three sets, was that an adjustment for you? Uh, I mean, I've played tournaments. I've played other tournaments that have obviously had two out of three sets with ads since college. So, I mean, I'm kind of used to it. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was tough. It was, it was a super long week. So, I mean, it was super tough. I, I, for you, you know, what allowed you to keep coming through in those third sets? You look at some of the scores, 6-4, 6-1, but then 7-5, seven, 7-5. Five, seven, five. What gave you that sort of confidence to pull through in the end? I mean, honestly, like, I, I was just fighting fighting as hard as I could. Like, I wasn't playing my best tennis, I don't think, in maybe any of those matches, but I was just trying to compete through them, 
you know. Yeah, and for you, I, I happen to watch some of that Kingsley match on the live stream. You go down 5-1 in that first set, just nothing's going right for you, right? A lot of yeah. shanks, a lot of just, yeah. you know, it's getting frustrating. And then you make, to, to come all the way back, have a couple of set points in that breaker and lose the first set, what's going through your head in that moment now that you are so close to that U.S. Open wild card? Um, I, coming out in that match, I was honestly super nervous. Like that's kind of when the nerves started settling in, uh, in the quarterfinal match actually. Um, and, uh, I came out and I, and I kind of was not playing well at all. And I just was trying to compete and just trying to get some balls in the court. And, and he, he got a little bit tight. It seemed like too near the end of the, the first set. And I knew, uh, even after I lost that first set, like I, I would, I would have a better opportunity in the second and I kind of capitalized early and got up on him. And the third set was a pretty high-quality set. Yeah, and for you, you know, you're the five seed, so obviously there are expectations going in. But did you feel, as a returning college guy, there was a big target on your back? Did you feel any additional pressure? Did you do a good job of filtering that stuff out? Uh, I felt a lot of pressure, actually, this week. Like, it was much more than I've ever felt in my life before in any other tournament. And um, did it, yeah, sorry to cut you off, It was was it beneficial for you? Um, I think it will be in the long run, just having having had like to deal with that pressure but um uh, it didn't feel great going through it <laughs> yeah I, I mean i can only imagine well for you uh you know you make the final obviously again another great three set match over Jachuk, uh in that semifinal. and now not only have you played all of these three set matches but you're staring down the barrel of a best-of-five set format. I guess, what is your mindset going into that sort of day? How do you prepare personally for that sort of extended battle? Uh, against Zach in the final? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I tried to recover as best as possible and made sure I hydrated like a ton the night before. And uh, I made sure to eat a good amount before the match and also uh, making sure I uh, kept fueling up during the match. Um, but I mean, it was, it was a pretty physical match. I mean, I, I handled it a lot better than I thought I would, but, um, it was still pretty tiring for sure. Your coach, former Kalamazoo champion, Billy Martin, are you calling him beforehand saying, Billy, what'd you do? Um, I actually didn't, unfortunately. I kind of just spoke with my, uh, my own personal coach, uh, Vahe Asadorian, who's also working with Sam Quarry now, but, um, uh, I just called him, uh, I wasn't so worried about the physical aspect as much as the mental, like nerves aspect. Honestly. And can you talk me through that? What does that feel like? I mean, uh, I was nervous in the finals, obviously, just because there was so much on the line. But I, uh, the semifinals was where, like, it was like another level of nerves. I've never felt that nervous in my entire life. Was it just that it hit you? You know, I'm that close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it, yeah, it kind of was. And I feel like after I got through that semifinal match, I kind of felt like, oh, I have something secure now. Like, uh, it took a little bit of pressure off. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, I'm getting some sort of wild card, yeah, obviously, yeah. the main job. No, I, I totally understand that. Well, I'm yeah. curious for you, having played a year of college, you went, you know, across the country, you played national indoors, you played at Baylor in the NCAA tournament. How does the pageantry of Kalamazoo and just that stage compare to all those different college uh, locations? Um, uh, Kalamazoo has a lot of pressure, but so does the college matches do in their own way also. I mean, um, like playing for your team and playing those like tough like ma- against the tough teams, those tough matches. I mean, it it provides a lot of pressure, a lot of a lot of pressure, uh, going into those and playing those. I mean, I thought I handled it pretty well for the most part, but there were definitely sometimes I was feeling the pressure during college and where I kind of um didn't wasn't able to get through it, especially in that uh 
NCAA match against Baylor, like I struggled to get through that match, and I, I kind of let my team down, and it was very disappointing for me and for our team, obviously. But um, Kalamazoo, obviously, you're playing just for yourself and uh, for like pride, and for for obviously one of the biggest tournaments in the world. Uh, it's it's a different kind of pressure, and it, it definitely gets to a lot of the guys there, and it got to me a little bit for sure. And looking back on that run, uh, obviously you come up a little bit short in that final, losing six seven seven five six three six one. But you look back at that week, you know it's got to be you know reinforce the positives of this off season for you, right? You know, I, yeah, you, yeah, you're feeling good coming out of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I feel good coming out of it just because I was able to get through those matches, but. Uh, to be honest, I feel like I didn't play at the highest level I could have, and um, I'm hoping like this week during qualities I'm able to p- perform a little better and maybe like shake those nerves off a little bit earlier on. Interesting, and I, I mean, I you know I, I want you staying loose, feeling loose. You deserve that feeling. You made the finals of freaking Kalamazoo, Govin. I mean, yeah. come on, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty sick. Um, but yeah. I guess for you, what will you have taken out of this past week that maybe you'll use to best prepare you for qualifying in this? You know, it's a very quick transition for you from Kalamazoo yeah. to New York. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just gonna try to use the the fighting spirit I had during Kalamazoo and make sure I like use that here too because it'll help me definitely. Uh, against these older, stronger guys. I mean, it should be a very fun experience, and I'm looking forward to it. Do you, are you and Brandon going to get a chance to play dubs at the Open? Uh, we are not, unfortunately. Uh, we're going to play uh, – actually, never mind. We're not. Never mind. Are you, no, not. You're going to say you may play juniors? Yeah, yeah, but I'm playing with Liam Draxel, actually, in juniors. Ah, so now yeah. now who's leaving who to hang out to dry? Yeah. No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. No, totally cool. Um, I guess for you then, just finishing out, I know you get that U.S. Open uh, wild card into the main draw, but to get that chance to go to New York, not only compete in that, but the U.S. Junior Open as well, how special of an – I know you've been there before, but how special yeah. of an opportunity is that for you to get to go back? I mean, it's very exciting. I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm hoping I'm able to play well and hopefully do well here just to make a little uh, a mark, you know, just for myself. Yeah, and, you know, you've been playing pro tournaments uh, all fall long, or all summer long. Uh, I guess, uh, has all, how has this, uh, just all of these tournaments prepared you, uh, I guess, go, how, how have you used them to prepare you this offseason to help you get better? Uh, I mean, I try to just take it, like, every match at a time, and I try to, try to just play the the way I practiced during these matches to hopefully gain more confidence playing that way. And uh, I think I did a pretty good job throughout the, the futures. Or I played only one future, but I thought I did a pretty good job in that single, like that one future. But um, uh, I struggled a little more to do that during Kalamazoo just because of how much was on the line and how badly I wanted to win. But uh, yeah. No, and look, finals of singles, finals of doubles. Not many guys have done that, so very, very impressive yeah. run for you. But I want to go back a little bit. Let's talk early Govananda tennis. How did you get into the game? Uh, I was actually um, I was five years old, and uh, I lived in Redland, California, and my sister, who's four years older than me, was uh, wanted to play tennis, and I was kind of just following her along, doing like whatever <laughs> she did, and that, that's how, kind of how I got into it. And, uh, you know, she's someone who was a big part of your tennis game growing up? Yeah, she is for sure. Yeah, she she's the one who got me into it, and she she encourages me a lot and supports me a lot, and I really appreciate her for sure. I have a sibling as well, so I have to ask this question: Do you remember the first time you beat her? Uh, I do not actually remember the first time I beat her. <laughs> we, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. We actually didn't play. I mean, we played a good amount, but we'd always fight when we played. Like it was <laughs> like there's never never a, a like clean match between us. I guess. <laughs> yeah, of course. Nowadays, would she say she could still beat you? Uh, I'd hope not. 
no, but that's so cool. Well, I guess for you personally, when did you realize tennis was something you wanted to commit to full time as you know sport? Um, I mean, probably when I was around eleven or ten or eleven. Um, uh, I actually started training at the like the Carson USCH Center uh, pretty early on, probably when I was around nine. So, I mean, after probably like a year or so there, I kind of realized like, oh, I have a shot at maybe doing something great in the sport. And for you, did you feel you were sacrificing anything, uh, you know, on the side to do the tennis or was it something you were full into? Uh, I was full into it, but I obviously felt the sacrifices of like not like being able to go to school, not having as much free time to hang out with friends and stuff like that. But uh, I understood the sacrifices I was making when I when I chose the tennis path. Absolutely. And are you a NoCal or, or a NorCal or SoCal kid? I'm a SoCal kid. All right, so this settle this debate for me. I have a doubles partner. I'm not going to bias you one way or the other, but we often talk about this. Which is the better district? Uh, I think SoCal is the better district. Uh, not not a debate. <laughs> not a debate. I think SoCal is better. <laughs> it's, a lot of people. He's a SoCal guy as well. I'll say so. Yeah, he, uh, he agrees. I mean, isn't Mackie a North Cal guy? Yeah, he is. Yeah. So I mean, he's on the board. There you go. But yeah. <laughs> Sam Query, Stevie J, they're SoCal. Yeah, they are, yeah. Yeah, and Fritz, SoCal? Yeah, Fritz is SoCal as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Go SoCal. <laughs> Nakashima, SoCal? Yeah, he is. All right, what's Fadja? He's SoCal as well. Oh, my God. All right, there's your argument for you. We can knock that one down. I guess, for, but for you personally, you know, you talk about that great line of Southern California tennis players, so you come from a talent-rich area, but for you yeah. to go to Carson, start traveling internationally, when did you uh, decide that that was what you wanted to or maybe even needed to do to get the best out of your tennis game? Um, probably around, like, when I was 13 or 14. Uh, my first uh... – my first tournament internationally was, uh, I think, La Petitas. Like, that, that trip, Bolton and La Petitas. And, like, around that time, like, I remember being super nervous trying to qualify for that playoff just to get the opportunity to play against the best in the world. But, I mean, uh, yeah, I went there, and that was, like, around the time when I was like, God, like, I have to get a lot better. To, these guys are, like, great. Like, the, these guys work so hard. I have to I have to do more and stuff like that. So, yeah. So you played La Petitas, the 14 yeah. under, right? Yeah, I did, yeah. So you have to – who are the hot names at the times? Because I feel like that's like the big internet – the first one internationally where everyone's like, whoa. Yeah, um, guys like uh, Chunson Sang, Jason Sang, uh, Timothy Skatov, uh, Nicholas Alvarez Verona, Jack Draper. Those were some of the guys who were, who were still, who are still playing now, who are still playing good tennis now um, that would play that tournament back then. So that sort of tennis, you mentioned it in your answer, but that has to be inspiring, right, just to see that level. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was for sure. Yeah. And I open like what when you come back from that was it you know a new aggressive mindset from you? Yeah, it was a little bit. I, I realized like I had to work so much harder just to just to compete with the best, not even be the best. And I I realized that that I started working harder. And you know I can tell from your attitude, tennis is something you take very seriously, and you get to a career high in the juniors of number twenty nine. Uh, you obviously, it sound you know you're playing this Kalamazoo tournament with the idea of you know playing a pro schedule with the idea of getting to pro tennis. When did the idea of college tennis you know come to your mind? I mean, I, I've always had college in my mind, just because uh, like you can't put all your eggs in one basket; it's just too risky, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, college was always in my mind. I mean, uh, I've always, I've always kind of had it in my mind. I mean, my parents for sure wanted me to go to college unless I was doing like some 
like incredible things like winning like challenges and stuff like that but obviously that didn't, that didn't happen so i mean i i decided to go to ucla just because um it was like the closest to my coach in california and they uh allowed me to go in january early so that that helped me out a lot so for you that's what it, uh, you know you're making that college decision a guy like you i imagine you have so many places open to you was there that southern california bias you're like why go anywhere else yeah, that, there was definitely a little bit of that. Yeah, USC and uh, UCLA were uh, to, two of my top four choices for sure. Can I, I'm going to guess the other two. I, you seem like a Virginia kid. Yeah. Yeah, so Virginia three and then four. I feel like Florida, that's not for you too far. Uh, Stanford maybe? Yeah, how do you know that? Dude, I can look at I just this is I do this too often. Uh, no, I actually have Parsa on speed dial, so it's just you know oh, a quick okay. dial up to. No, I just that was spec. That's hilarious. I can't believe that's embarrassing. Um, but I guess you're looking through those. What you know, Coach Billy Martin, a legend in the sport, obviously. So many guys uh, cycle through those UCLA courts. What was it about the UCLA program beyond what you mentioned earlier that appealed to you? I mean, the just the guys on the team. Are, are great guys i mean they're super supportive super super great guys super fun to be around um also uh the assistant coach rickus um super great coach i mean he's helped me so much it was a uh, he, he uh he helped me um like with transition game like my serve my volleys a lot of things he's helped me with and uh, those are a few of the other reasons that um and it's nearer to home obviously yeah. that, was, that was another reason I'm curious yeah, when when you won that future. I I think you won a futures event. I want to say 2018 or January 2019. So right before the college yeah. season starts in yeah. Tucson. Um, yeah. What goes through your head in a moment like that? You know, it's before you start the college season and to have yeah. that sort of pro success. I mean, uh, it was honestly like super lucky that I was even in that tournament. So <laughs> I uh, I was at UCLA like my, literally my first day off like of classes and stuff. And uh, uh, I got a text from my coach saying, like, oh, do you want a wild card into this tournament? And I was, it was, like, a day before the tournament started. And uh, I was like, um, let me talk to Billy about it and stuff. And then uh, I convinced Billy to let me go to the tournament. And uh, I, I got there. Like, I arrived there all alone. And uh, I ended up playing. And I, I somehow ended up winning the tournament and kind of, like, helped me throughout the year because it, cause it got me top 750 ATP. And that got me into the junior slams, junior French, and junior Wimbledon. And it's also helping me get into the Junior U.S. Open, which is which was huge for me. So, yeah. When you match up with former UCLA All-American Martin Redlicky in the final, oh. are you thinking, oh god, like just just don't piss him off? Yeah, I mean, I actually know Martin, and I he trains at Carson a good a bit a good bit now, and um, I mean, he, I I never really saw him as a guy like who's like like that. I mean, I I was. I was really excited to play him, and it was a great experience. I mean, it was really fun, really fun match. And when you bring home that pro title, are you walking around the locker room going, hey, guess who's <laughs> M25 Tucson, Arizona champion? I mean, no, not too much. I mean, I can't be <laughs> gloating around my my older guys on the team. You know, I was one of the young guys. I mean, they wouldn't really deal with that, you know? Of course, but with that, yeah, makes total sense. I imagine bet you walk into Ben Goldberg, gives you slap, slap across the face. <laughs> what are you saying? Um, But for you, you mentioned uh, – to have that sort of success before you start a freshman season where, and we'll get into this in a second, you know, you, Keegan, Cressy, really the anchor of anchors of that lineup. How helpful is it for you mentally to have that sort of success right beforehand? 
I mean, it was great. Like, you gave me a lot of confidence going into the season. I mean, uh, Keegan and Cressy obviously did a great job at the at, at, in doubles at one and uh, in singles uh, at the one and two spots. I mean, uh, there was no regrets really coming out, out of the season except for uh, maybe winning a couple of those later matches that I, I lost. But, um, I mean, those guys, they, those guys really held the team together and did a really good job leading us. For, sure. for for you, that transition, we'll start with the tennis. What was it like, you know, jumping into that in January? What did you think of the level? Um, I thought it was – I thought the level was pretty good. I mean, there's obviously teams that are, are not that great that we're playing, but, I mean, uh, I thought the level overall was pr- pretty high, and I, I thought I um, I thought I had to play my best almost every match to, to do well, you know. Especially for you getting thrown into that three-single spot, and you mentioned the seasons Cressy and Keegan had, you know, two of the best individual seasons we've seen over the past five, ten years. They both lose once or twice maybe in singles and doubles. Um, But for you, and I say this with all due respect to the rest of your teammate, you just look at the stats throughout the year. A lot of the time the recipe was, all right, we know Cressy and Keegan are going to win at one doubles. We know they're going to win at one and two singles. We need one more, and oftentimes it's got to come from you, Govind. What is that sort of pressure like as a freshman to deal with those circumstances? I mean, to be honest, we never really looked at it like that. I mean, obvi- there was obviously a little bit of that in the back of our minds, but um, we always, I mean, Christian Keegan obviously didn't lose a match the entire season in doubles, but I mean, we, uh, the, our two and three spots, me and Connor and then uh, Bryce and Patrick, we always would have t- some tough battles. I mean, especially against the better teams to try to uh, gut out that doubles point, but um, if uh, once we got that doubles point, I mean, it really helped. I mean, it really helped confidence wise. Just everyone in the singles, I feel like, played better after we won the doubles point. But um, I mean, uh, we had. A, I mean, I I had a pretty solid season. I didn't lose too many matches. I mean, uh, I mean, I got I you typically I was the first one off the court. So I mean, especially when I won. But uh, I mean, there were some tough matches, obviously, where I lost or or I won in tough matches. But I mean, yeah. Uh, Cressy and Keegan, like they, they kind of carried us throughout. The, I mean, I wouldn't say carried us, but they, they did a good bit of work for us for no, sure. I, I, again, yeah. all due respect, carried yeah, the right yeah, yeah. term. They were beasts, and that's not yeah. taking away from anyone. That's how good they were. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I guess again for you guys, you mentioned Connor, uh, another Connor Hans. You guys lose him very early in the year. Yeah. So it's not like you guys had a ton of roster options to even turn to. What's it like yeah. when you've got those sort of circumstances dealing with the injuries and nagging things? I guess what did you learn about not only yourself but your team throughout all of those trials and tribulations? I mean, a lot of the guys. I mean, we had a really young team this year. I mean, we had uh, at our sixth spot, we had a. Uh, like a trifecta of like Matt, Matthew Salaki and uh, Eric Hahn. And at the end of the season, Roscoe started playing a little bit. I mean, those guys, they obviously struggled a little bit, but I mean, I can't blame them. It's pretty tough just going in your first season. There's a lot of pressure, a lot of, a lot of people riding on you. And um, I mean, I think they did a pretty solid job competing their ass off. But um, uh, ben, ben Goldberg at the five spot, I mean, he did a great job this season. I mean, he had some good wins. I mean, against Logan Smith, against USC, he had a great win. Uh, he got us back to three all. I mean, that was huge for us. Uh, and at the fourth spot, I mean, Patrick obviously had some struggles this season, but I mean, he came through in some some big matches, especially against SC. I mean, saved a few match points, one seven six in the third. I mean, that that was a huge match for us and a huge match for the for the school's pride. I mean, it was it was amazing. So I gotta ask that first SC match. I mean, you guys play them a bunch. You play at USC the twenty second. You guys lose four one. You get them at home. You beat them four three. Is that rivalry as good as it looks? You know, through the video clips and on TV. Yeah, I mean, uh, being there, the atmosphere was 
like unreal. It was a joke. I mean, I, I've never been in an atmosphere like that before. Like there was so much, so many people watching, so much pressure, so much tension. Like you could just feel it. Like it was amazing. I, I, I hate to put it in this, but compared to Kalamazoo final, like what's the two, how do the pressures differ? Uh, I mean, you just like can feel like, I mean, it means more to more people. I mean, winning that SC match versus winning Kalamazoo. I mean, obviously if I had to choose one, I would probably choose winning Kalamazoo, but, um, I mean, but it's a like, serious discussion. Yeah, it is. Yeah, for sure. It's a serious discussion. I mean, um, like with that match was just a joke. I mean, Kalamazoo, the, the, there's a great crowd. I mean, the crowd's great. I mean, you can just feel the tension at Kalamazoo, but it's not as ma- it's not worth as much to as many people, you know. Yeah, no, totally. And again, getting back to that four three match for you in particular, you and Connor win your double set. Uh, you yeah. lose that singles. But I, I like asking this to players: Is it more stressful for you to be playing that clinching match or to be watching that clinching match? Um, I would probably rather be playing it. Just right, I, I totally yeah, agree. I'd, yeah, I tr- I mean, I I just I'd rather tr- I like I trust myself. I don't know. It's hard for me to trust other people. Like, I don't know. I just trust myself more, I guess. Not to sound arrogant or anything. No, no. Yeah. I told you, you want to be in control. You're like, I can't yeah. not do anything. I feel. But again, yeah. you mentioned this feeling. Patrick wins that last point, 9 7. What's going through yeah. your head? Play me through the scenes. I mean, uh, <laughs> it was pretty insane. I mean, uh, the whole team was obviously lined up on the, on the middle court, like at the middle. And we were all just like clenching our teeth. Like, we were all so stressed out, just waiting for Patrick to hopefully win i mean and once he won like we were all so relieved you see ricky throw his hat in the video i mean even like billy's probably so relieved i mean everyone was just so happy and so much relief which is like thrown out there i mean it was it was amazing honestly now i have a take about college tennis that the court rush has become overblown that too many teams too casually are just rushing the court after a match but that sort of incident a court rush is justified right yeah for sure i mean i mean SC would have done the same thing for sure. I mean, yeah. just how much that rivalry means to both teams is just just shows how much like that match meant. I mean, it's crazy. Here's what I'm saying though: four two, and I'm just going to use them as an example against Santa Barbara in like March. We don't need to rush the courts for that. Like we can just yeah uh, a subtle congratulations. You clinched the match. Yeah, for us. yeah. This is, yeah, I agree. This is one of my rants going into the season. But, okay, getting back to your guys' season, again, uh, up and down. Not the best indoors for you guys, but a very bad, you know, Keegan goes down with a foot injury, and then you guys lose to USC. But you rebound hard. You go into the Pac-12 championships, uh, and then you guys slip up against Cal. When when a moment like that happens, does it reset the team? Did it help you rebalance going into NCAAs? Yeah, that was honestly a, a huge, that uh, was a very, like, demoralizing loss for me because I felt like, honestly, uh, I let the team down because I lost both my matches, and I, I could have won both my matches, obviously. I mean, I played Paul Barreto in singles, who played a great match. I mean, and also we played, I played Paul in doubles, uh, and uh, we had so many chances up a break, so many different oper- so many different times, and, um, I mean, I felt like I let my team down for sure that match. I mean, if I had won either of my matches, we would have had a chance to win, but, um yeah, I mean, I thought we rebounded pretty well from that. Does does that feeling sit with you for a while? Yeah, I mean, I still remember the feeling. I remember how 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 poorly I felt. I mean, obviously, um, my teammates were like uh, like telling me to keep my head high and stuff, but uh, I just remember feeling like I just let my entire team down, and it was a terrible feeling. 
No, I, I mean, I not nearly the same scale, but I get it. I, I played club tennis. You lose match, you're like, damn, I really, I f- up. Like, this one's yeah. on me. So, yeah, I, I totally understand. Well, then for you, uh, I know this was your first season, but to get you guys obviously make the round of 16, you match up with Baylor, and you guys go there for the first time in NCAA history for that round of 16 match. Now, you've never experienced anything but that format, but what did you think about the change in the round of 16? Did the idea of getting a top eight seed, was that something that was in the back of your team's mind all season long? Yeah, I mean, we obviously would have preferred a top eight seed just because we would have had home court advantage. But, um, I mean, going out there, uh, our team was pretty confident. I mean, we, we, were, we were always confident no matter who we played. I mean, we always hyped each other up and believed in ourselves, and I think that was what made us so great because we were a super young team and almost had almost no expectations going into the season just because of how young we were. And um, uh, we had opportunities for sure against Baylor. I mean, in the doubles points, in the doubles point and in the singles points, but – um. They came out on top. They played a little bit better than us on that day. So, yeah. Yeah, it was a fun. What did you think about your first NCAA experience? Just uh, the thrills. Did you did you enjoy playing in front of what looked like a ruckus Baylor crowd? Uh, Yeah, I, I actually like playing when the crowd's against me a little bit. It's kind of just fun, like, being able to shut them up a little bit. It's, it's pretty... <laughs> It's pretty satisfying. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And when you're playing Boytan, I mean, he's just hitting the cover off the ball. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so I guess for you, looking back at your freshman season, both tennis-wise, school-wise, what were the biggest things you took away from that first year of experience at UCLA? I mean, one of the biggest things college I thought I thought taught me was uh, managing my time, and honestly, just uh, putting my time into more more like useful things, like not wasting as much time, not procrastinating as much, just getting done uh, was one of the things that it helped me with the most. I think. No, absolutely. And I guess for you, uh, I think you haven't been shy about the fact that you have professional tennis aspirations. Do you mm-hmm. still think college tennis is the uh, a good, viable pathway for you to develop whatever you need to and then turn to professional tennis? Yeah, I believe that. I believe that for, for some people that it is beneficial, but I believe that for some people it's def- it's not beneficial. All right, give me, give me the argument in pros and cons. Um, I feel like there's for um many people like it's tough to develop in college just because of how much schoolwork there is how many other distractions there are i feel like not going to college there's like less distractions more time to just work 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 you know in the tennis in the tennis world and like uh if you're i mean if you're at college like there's like so much schoolwork to do there's tests like this week that week there's traveling there's there's a lot of matches being played and there's not much there's not as much time especially during the season during january through june when i went there's not much time to like 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 try things out and stuff like that because just because you have a match like every week almost like there's never really a time to like settle down and like even like like one of the things i found was that was difficult was like oh like trying strings like equipment like figuring out what equipment was best for me i like i didn't have time to do that during college and like that's just one of the one of the examples i could give you yeah no, I, I appreciate your perspective. I mean, that's why it's so interesting because we've seen so many players do, uh, you know, each path. You see guys like Stevie Johnson, Kevin Anderson, Nicole Gibbs, Danielle Collins uh, make that transition from uh, college to pro. And I guess for you, looking ahead to the 2020 season, uh, I guess w- what do you expect not only for your Bruins, but what do you expect for yourself in terms of developing both on and off the tennis court? Um, I mean, I expect to uh, after. Are you asking about the next season? 
Yeah, for both. Yeah, for next season. Um, I mean, uh, I expect like to develop like a lot more. I mean, I got a lot stronger this season, and I expect to to do the same next season. Get a lot stronger mentally and physically, and also just um, my goal for next season. I mean, I think I was focused a lot on winning, which is obviously something you should be focused on. But I feel like it's also a bad thing because I was focused too much on winning in the wrong way rather than playing the right way and maybe losing. And I think that'll benefit me and the team in the long run more if I just play the right way, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, then there's one last thing I want to do with you because, again, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but it's a rapid-fire segment we like to do with all of our guests. I'll throw a bunch of different questions at you, whatever answers at the top of your uh, head you can hit me with. Sound good? Yeah, sounds good. All right, Westoff, give me a rapid-fire sound effect, please. All right, we'll start with the UCLA edition whenever I have a college player because so much of college tennis is spent with your teammates on and off the court. You get some funny answers about them. Uh, So my first college tennis-related question to you, your favorite hitting partner on the team? Hitting partner? uh, Probably Matthew Slotkin. (laughs) I like it just because the rallies? Yeah, yeah. I love it. Favorite doubles partner? Uh, I have to be crushy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Uh, most likely to hook you in practice. Matthew Slotkin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, funniest member of the team. Probably Keegan Smith. Yeah. Oh, so that leads me to follow up. How crazy is Keegan? He's crazier than you think, probably. <laughs> <laughs> is that possible? I like. Yeah. You see him on the corner, you're like, oh my god. Super nice guy, though. Great guy. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but just it's yeah when you're that big you're like oh my god yeah Um, no so i feel that all right uh we'll keep going um favorite to get dinner with um probably roscoe bellamy or max wild like if best to go out with uh probably keegan (laughs) (laughs) we'll leave that there favorite part about westwood uh just like the the vibe there It's, it's really it's really chill it's really nice yeah, um, thing you've learned since college, or thing you most appreciate learning since going to college? Managing my time, for sure. All right, college tennis, t- uh, tennis-related questions. Add or no-add scoring? Add scoring. Ooh, are you, do you, you mind the no-add format? Yeah, I definitely mind it. Yeah. <laughs> you like the physical matches? Yeah. No, I feel. Um, favorite tennis player? Rafa Nadal. Ooh, I like it. Um, favorite non-tennis athlete? Kobe Bryant. Uh, favorite meal off the court? Uh, probably sushi. Oh, that's fair. Uh, because you said Kobe Bryant, I assume that means Lakers over Clippers? For sure, 100%. <laughs> Dodgers over Angels? Yeah. <laughs> Rams over Raiders? I don't follow football. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> no, makes sense. Though. I like it. And uh, do, does anyone watch hockey anymore? Uh, I don't watch it. I know a few people who do that. Yeah, that's my rapid fire to you. Does anyone watch hockey anymore? Uh, I guess we'll find out. Um, go to pregame song. Uh, probably "Lose Yourself" by Eminem. I like it. The last movie you saw. Uh, what is the last? Um, I don't know. I can't think of it right now. Actually, uh, how about we'll change it? That Netflix show. Uh, I'm watching Prison Break right now. Ooh, good choice. You ever, pr- yeah. I'm pushing this. Have you ever seen The Last Kingdom? I have not. Oh, put it on your list. I promise you'll yeah. enjoy it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, all right. Wristband or no wristband? Depends on where I'm playing. Really? 
Yeah. See, I cannot. I like. I think people who don't wear wristbands are serial killers because you're not sweating. <laughs> yeah. Uh, definitely in the human conditions, you wear a wristband for sure. But uh, in California, I hardly ever wear a wristband. So Kalamazoo, you rocking the wristbands? Yeah, I was. Yeah, for that sure. Makes a lot of sense. All right, your. I guess should you make it through qualifying, your dream first round U.S. Open opponent. I would probably want to play Federer, to be honest. <laughs> right. Wouldn't that be awesome? That'd be sick, yeah. I'm totally down with that answer. Well, then my final question for you, and I, this isn't you know short term, but for fans who are checking out, want to watch, are fans of the 2020 UCLA Bruins men's tennis team, what should they expect from you guys this season? I mean, expect us to fight our asses off for every match. I mean, we're we're gonna do our best to be the best we can. I mean, we're excited for it, and hopefully, a lot of fans come out to watch and support. Absolutely. Well, I will be one of those fans watching. Govind, uh, congratulations again on your success. Good luck to you as you prepare for the U.S. Open, and hopefully we'll have the chance to have you back on soon. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Take care.